Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone out there is having a great week. Um, It is actually one of my favorite times of the year as it relates to college sports. Uh, March Madness is in full effect. I love the stories of the underdogs. I love the the knockoffs of the top seeds, but I also love top seeds doing what the top seeds are expected to do. I love everything about March Madness. Um, I don't know. I think it's just something about that atmosphere, that energy, that time of the year where people really step up and shine in a way that uh, they've never done before. And I think it's really, really powerful. It's also very fun to watch. Um, And when I think about performance, when I think about peak performance and performing at a high level when it matters the most, I think mindset is crucial. How you show up mentally day in and day out matters. That mental peace cannot be overlooked. And on today's show, I have the honor of going back to my roots, Wake Forest University. Go Deeks! And I'm going to have my guest for the day. She's actually the head coach of the women's basketball team, Jennifer Hoover. And we're going to talk about mindset, preparation, And we're going to also talk about their ability as a team to thrive during one of the most unpredictable seasons that anyone has ever seen. This season marks the very first season for the Lady Deeks um, that they've made the NCAA appearance since 1987-88 season. This also makes the second overall NCAA appearance in school history. That's such a big deal. That's such a big deal. Coach Hoover is in her ninth season as head coach at Wake Forest University's women's basketball team. She's also a graduate of Wake Forest University, where she graduated with academic honors. And she was a three-time All-ACC selection and ranked second on the charts for points and rebounds. She was actually part of that 1987-88 season that made the first NCAA appearance. That's even a bigger deal. Um, On March 4th of this year, Coach Hoover became the winningest coach in Wake Forest history after beating out North Carolina in the ACC tournament. Congratulations, Coach. Welcome (laughs) to the Mental Fitness Matters show. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing this morning? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Can you hear me pretty good? It's, it's been, yeah, I hear you great. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. You, awesome. It's, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, it's uh, it's always a little tough this time of year winding down from the season, but um, right now I'm just hungry for more basketball, so I can't wait till Friday night in the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It never stops, and I'm just so excited to have you on. I just think about you as somebody, uh, I graduated in 2004, and here it is, 2021. And since you've been the head coach there, it just feels like you just make the alumni feel so at home every single year. We appreciate you, not only for what you're doing for the people that are currently there, but what you do for all the people that have passed through Wake. You make us feel like we've never missed a beat. So we appreciate you so much. Well, well, that part is really true and dear to my heart because uh, it's all the people that came before me that allowed me to have the opportunities I had at Wake Forest and the people that came after me that are part of what we were able to do and accomplish this year and, and letting our players understand that and know that and um, opening them up to the relationships they could have with alumni and, and the sisterhood, if you will, that is once a deacon, always a deacon. 
Absolutely. You stand by that and you really mean that. It's awesome. So let's talk before we get into the mindset of the team. I want to tap into your mindset a little bit, coach. Um, <laughs> having going to the NCAA tournament for the first time during the time where you were playing as a player, then going back for the next time as a coach. How different was that experience or how was that experience? What's that mindset like for you as you think about that? Well, I I think it's pretty amazing. Like both experiences were totally different. Um, You know, as a player, it's something you grew up dreaming of, you know, all the little girls in the backyard playing on their, you know, with their brothers or their sisters on the, on the blacktop, if you will, was going to the dance someday. And so when I was a freshman and I had that opportunity, obviously we just were so competitive and wanted to win and, you know, preparing and practice, but then we had class and we had, you know, we had to go to tests and you were hanging out with friends. And as a coach, you have a totally different preparation or mindset and, you know, mindset is, you know, what, what do we, you know, who are we playing? Uh, what's the scouting report? What's our game plan? Uh, what's our backup plan? Because, you know, every game plan has a couple options to it. Um, you know, your staff is meeting, you're talking about um, the opponent and our opponent this year was Oklahoma state, you know, a former double opponent out of the big 12 and, you know, they brought a lot of challenges. So, you know, as a coach, I think it was probably a little more stressful um, because there was so much more mental prep about the details. Mm-hmm. And as a player, I think it was, it's more, you know, mental and physical prep about just feeling really good and being fresh. And so as a coach, we kind of took that into consideration as well and really wanted to keep our players in the moment, um, really f- focusing on the same things we had focused on all year long. And that was to not be the same, to be better. And every day that was kind of our motto going into pl- practice was if we come out of practice today, the same as we were yesterday, then we, we didn't accomplish what we needed to accomplish in practice. And so we kind of tried to keep our mindset really in the moment and not get caught up too much in, you know, how big of a deal it was or, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, you know, it was challenging for sure. That's cool. I love that motto, not be the same, be better. And and speaking of right. that, as you as you were talking about the preparation for this season and this year, when you think about um, mental fitness and that term mental fitness, right. how would you describe what that means to you? And what do you do personally to kind of keep yourself mentally fit, mentally sharp, mentally prepared for your days? Right. Uh, when, I, when I hear the word mental fitness, I think a lot about just the positive kind of sense of how you're feeling and thinking and, and even your actions. I think it's, it's kind of that I feel good and being really mentally, you know, excited about your days. Um, you know, we, one of my favorite quotes is, is in regarding kind of fitness period is your fitness is hundred percent mental. You know, your body's not going to go where your mind doesn't push you. Yeah. And so we talk about all the time with our players, like your mind will give up way before your body ever will. And so, you know, really kind of pushing them to understand they do have more, um, get outside of your comfort zones and those kinds of things. I'm overall a pretty positive person. Uh, I intentionally try to be that way. I was raised that way. My mom and dad brought me up in the, in the, in a church and faith. And, you know, I've always looked at the brighter side of things. I'm a person that the cup's always half full. Um, and I'm going to fill it up the rest of the way if I can. Uh, I intentionally do positive soft self-talk. You know, I go into games and say, when we do this, we're going to win. And, and then I also, I work out daily. Um, I think that's important just to kind of keep me fresh. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's somewhat of a stress reliever, but I do a lot of just, um, staying in the moment when I'm working out, when I run, I run on a treadmill and really enjoy that now. And then I read and I also pray because again, I am a person of faith. So, 
Um, you know, anything, I, I think mental fitness is really about feeling good about yourself and, and knowing that you're capable and you're more capable of more, most things than you think you are. So, um, you know, we talk a lot with our kids about the self-talk thing. Don't listen. You got to be really intentional and talk positively to yourself, not just listen to yourself. And there's a big difference because you're intentional when you're doing the self-talk yourself you're positively talking to yourself i can do this i can get this i can make this time on the 17 and those kinds of things versus oh my gosh what if i don't make it and so just really taking a positive approach to most things i love it thank you for sharing all of that that's amazing you're right i think that self-talk is key what we're saying to ourselves matter um what would you say especially as you guys came into this season number one not even knowing if you were going to have a season right like what that was going <laughs> to look like um and so stepping into this season of unknown through the covid mess everything that was going on how did you guys mentally prepare yourselves as a staff as a team what did that look like coming into this year of all the uncertainties how did you mentally prepare to to step up and make it to the NCAA tournament? <laughs> well, it was chal- challenging for sure. You know, back in this time last year, you know, first of all, we dealt with a, a you know, ex- you know, the crushing reality that our postseason was ended last year when we thought we were going to be in the NIT. We were so excited about our ACC run in the tournament last year, and we had earned a chance to play in the NIT. And so we'd sent the kids home a couple of days and then brought them back to start practice. Well, the day we did that was the day it was announced everything was shut down. So kind of dealing with the emotional um, changeover from the excitement of coming back to prepare for postseason to this is it. This is actually your banquet, your goodbye. Thanks seniors, everything. And a 15 minute kind of team meeting that basically said, we got to get you home as soon as we can get you home. Or some of you may get stuck here because we had some international kids. And so that was, I think that that started the challenge, but we also saw a lot of resiliency in this group and how they handled that. And from our staff to our players, um, you know, and, and as athletes, we're taught to embrace challenges. So I thought, you know, our, our, our kind of thing all along was we wanted to face face it head on and embrace the challenge and we really stressed an attitude of gratitude and we were just grateful when our kids came back july 6th um reported back to campus i mean they had to come back into like a 48 hour isolation and five Mm -hmm. days in the room and they couldn't even they could sit in the hallway and talk to a teammate but that was it um and you just think about how grateful our kids were and our staff and myself personally were for each and every day we were given the opportunity to either be in that dorm across the hall from a teammate or to be on, on the practice court. We really, uh, we really tried to keep it about each day and just being so grateful that we got today. Um, I, I couldn't have been more proud of how our players handled it. We were one of only three teams in the ACC that did not have any COVID positive tests or pauses due to us. None at all. Yeah. Um, we actually only had one, one ACC game that got changed and that was our first one coming out of Christmas. We were supposed to play Florida state on January 3rd. And we found out on January 2nd that they had had some positive tests in their game on December 31st. And so we all of a sudden went from preparing to Florida state to the next game was Miami. So we, we kind of just shifted. We just pivoted. We used that word a lot this year. We pivoted basketball players, right? So we took a pivot (laughs) from Florida state and went right on to Miami and I would, I would, you know, I'd just say we, it was something none of us had ever faced and surely I'm not, I wasn't qualified to be, I had no, no training whatsoever on that. I don't think any of us did. And it just took a lot of sacrifices. And while we were doing it, we just tried to really, you know, highlight how grateful we are for each and every day and, 
you know, we've always told our players and you in recruiting, you even talk about, you know, you got to go somewhere and make sure you're happy, no matter if the basketball is taken away, because you, you just, we're not guaranteed anything. We're not promised tomorrow. So um, I think it was definitely a reality call for a lot of those kinds of things to realize just be grateful, grateful for what you have, grateful for today. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's just so many life lessons that were learned and taught and you guys as leaders kind of showing up for the players at the ages that they are, you know, 18, 20 year old kids. It's first time anybody's experienced anything like that. Probably the longest time they've been away from basketball, right? Really playing in that setting. So, so many different challenges coming up mentally. Coach, I think you did a really good job. People probably don't know this outside of that, but you did a really good job just trying to bring in outside supports, making sure they're still connected via Zoom, whether they're connecting with alumni, like myself, speaking to your team, being able to put people in place so that they can have connections, have positivity, have that encouragement during one of the most tough times that they've ever experienced in their lives. I think that's huge. Yeah, I think it was really important for us because not only did we have this pandemic going on and everyone was in their, you know, at their homes, so they were were surrounded by their families. So that was that was great. We knew they were healthy they were fine. But, um, you know, it was it was also dealing with the social injustices and the police brutality that was going on and and trying to talk talk through that, like and and really making our kids kind of be open minded about what how and how that affects someone else differently. Like everyone has a different you know, we had a young lady on our teams whose father is now the head of the NYPD and we had him do a Zoom with our players. Um, You know, we had you on there to talk about the kind of the mental health stuff. We had um, a commissioner and former um, women's basketball player. So we, we just tried to put, you know, tried to keep our kids, not only just talking to us and, but it was bigger than basketball. You're exactly right. It was bigger. It's, it's more of the life lessons. You know, we're never going to be remind, remind, remembered for wins and losses Like you'll remember like the big ones or, or whatnot, but it's more of the life lessons and what you learned, how to face adversity, how to get along, how to understand and listen to a teammate's point of view. And, and that was one of the things we really tried to kind of just really, really uh, focus on this year was being very open-minded. And and our goal was to let, for people to want to hear what your your, your values were and where you were coming from on those things instead of kind of shutting people out or, or, you know, and, and that was, that was a hard thing that we dealt with. And I think our kids, I got a great group. They're, yeah. they're, they inspire me every day. I tell people all the time, I learn as much from them. I think daily as, as I hope they learn from me. That's awesome. You do have a great group and your great group of seniors that you had this year were just relentless. Um, Their energy, their (laughs) fire, that expectation, they set the tone uh, game in and game out. Was there a time in the season where you kind of noticed a mindset shift or did you notice it kind of looking on the outside like we're going to the NCAA tournament? Did you I know there was a period that you guys were waiting to kind of see if you're going to make it or not. But was there a period that you could actually see the shift in the mentality of the team and the group and the energy and experience? expectation of believing we can do this? Well, I think with, with every team, when we first started the year, we felt like that was our goal. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it is pretty much every year you're, you're in any college program across the country. But I think what started to show out in our group was we had some experience. We had some real competitors that just, you know, wanted to prove that we were, we were going to be that team. And what we did in our, in our scheduling is we challenged them right off the bat with what we thought was going to be a very challenging tournament with two top 25s and Davidson, who's, who, you know, is a former, (laughs) former assistant coach of mine for five years. So she knows us very well. 
um, we thought that was going to be game like six, seven, eight. And then when the COVID hit and they moved the schedule back, that became opening weekend was, you know, Arkansas, I think at 14th or 15th in the country, Davidson sandwiched in between then number 24, Missouri state. And we went down there and there was just this, this sense from the, the minute we got down there um, that we were, you know, we were going to, we were expected to win. And I think that was where the, the shift in mindset for us is every game we went into this year, we expected to win the game. And I think like you can say that as a coach and you prepare a game plan, but when the kids are saying that in the locker room to each other, that is what, when I started to hear that was going on versus there's a couple of people going, well, it's, it's Louisville, like, you know, let's, let's go have fun. I think they, the mentality switched. And I think that was, you know, a lot of that goes to our seniors and our juniors, um, especially with Ivana Ratza, uh, Gina and Gina Conti and Christina Mora, you know, they, they've all played at high levels um, and they, they had been here before and kind of been in a locker room and maybe that wasn't what they had heard completely. And, you know, I think throughout the season, as we started to, we had, you know, we pulled off the upset of, of Missouri state down there. And then we came back and had a couple games canceled from COVID because of the teams we were playing non-conference had some issues. Um, then when we started up the conference play, you know, I think we just, you know, we, we had Carolina at home, which, uh, you know, any Deacon knows that's the yeah. biggest game of the season. Yep. <laughs> it's nothing finer than beating Carolina. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, but then we went over and, and got beat at NC State in a tough game where we just really didn't play well. And they were on fire, uh, especially in the first quarter. So, you know, you have those ups and downs in a season. Um, but this team their bounce back, I think, was what was different for us. There was never, you know, in every game I thought we were in, we felt like well, there was never a panic point. There was never a, a glaze in their eyes that were like not listening or didn't believe. It was almost like they were edge on their edge of the seats. Like, okay, coach, what, what do we have to do? Let's do it. You know, and that was what was kind of really, you know, when you look at our season, we really didn't have a bad loss. Um, you know, our, our worst game, in my opinion, was our Georgia Tech game at home. And why, I don't know. We were 3-0 in the, in the Joel when it happened. But um, they ended up having a phenomenal season, too. So, I think that's cute, uh, huge. I think you said a couple of really good points in there, especially with just the expectation, the points in the season yeah. where you're expecting to win, that everybody in the, the atmosphere, everybody in the gym, everybody in the locker room had this feeling of we can win, believing in yourselves. I think that's a big component of life, you know, surrounding yourself around with people that believe, that encourage you, that inspire you, that motivate you, because that's a lifelong lesson. If you're in a group where people are like, ah, I don't know, it's not worth coming out today, then you may follow suit. But if you're around success, it breeds and it builds that confidence matters. And you guys really showed that and you have that. Speak to that. How do you build from here, Coach? So as you're thinking about the mindset of your team and of your staff and everybody kind of now going into after the final four, right back at it. How do you build on this momentum that you guys are just constantly creating year after year? Well, you know, that's the challenging thing for us as coaches is, is, you know, how do you, you know, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to, to win and be successful. And, and we, you know, we, we talked about in the locker room after, after the Oklahoma state game, that this is the new standard and this is where we should not accept anything less than this each year. And I think that, that the, the thing that was great about the kids in that locker room was that they were, they, they were like all in on that and humble and hungry is what we have to stay. We've, we've got to, you know, we got a taste of what it's like. And the thing was, I don't think anybody was satisfied with that taste. They want 
more. And, you know, our, our postseason starts this week. And, you know, that's that's where I think you make huge strides is in postseason when you have some individual time with each of the players um, every week. And, you know, every year is different. You've got a different team. Our seniors won't be in those workouts. You know, we've got, you know, new kids coming in next year. And so you're also trying to kind of empower and figure out who's going to be your leaders, who's going to who's going to take over that leadership role that Ivana Rotz and Gina Conti really have held for this year. And then Gina was a leader for us last year as well. So, you know, now it's kind of that passing of the baton and, and you know, kind of watching that leadership start to inform and, and who's, you know, and now that when they've that we've been to the NCAAs and that we've played Louisville to a one point game. Our kids know how close we are to doing even more. And, and that's the thing they have to continue. Like you said, they got to believe. And I think that's the thing now we believe and they expect more. So it's, it's continuing to work and, you know, we're, we're, we're a little old Wake Forest and we believe in hard work, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you were there and, and you know, across the board and, and, you know, that's the group I have. I, you know, I love that they, they do, they come in, they roll up their sleeves and they go to work. I love it. I love it. I love it. Humble and hungry, not going to quit. That's awesome. And as you think about coach, you guys as a coach and a coaching staff, you wear so many different hats and there's so many different needs as people are coming in and out of the college experience, whether it's being away from home for the very first time. Um, a lot of times people experience a loss, a massive loss for the very first time in their lives. So you guys are not only <laughs> coaching, you're also there as role models, parenting figures. I mean, you're counselors. I mean, there's so many different roles that you have. How do you see... And how do you guys, and I, you kind of talked about that some already, address kind of mental health and, and the mental fitness side. You know, I know you guys have a sports performance coach there. How do you see mental fitness and mental health being integrated into the world of sports on a college level? Well, and I think it's it's become even more and more uh, prominent as you look across the, the Power Fives, especially. We also have a sports psychologist on campus mm-hmm. in athletics now, and that's that's been within the last five years. Um, that is available for our players to whether they want to work on just focus like skills Um, because I think some people don't realize mental fitness is just like physical fitness if you want to be a better free throw shooter you shoot free throws if you want to have better focus well you have to do exercises that work on those kinds of things and it's way above my pay grade (laughs) so we we do have a sports psychologist and we we try to do little things like that but I I think it's extremely important that um, our staff knows and we talk about this this one of my my mottos as a coach is that we have to pour in and invest in our players every single day, not on the court. Um, You know, the basketball part's so critical, but um, they, you know, we have to make sure they know that we believe in them. We love them. um, And that we're here for our forum. You know, this has been a hard year for a lot of people. And I think mental health issues are probably way even behind the scenes more than they have been in the past. And, you know, I think like, if we're not getting enough touches on a kid every single day, we somebody's going to slip through the cracks and, and nobody wants that to happen. And so I think it is those kids that, and our kids are great. They come in and they sit down in offices with assistant coaches and have conversations just about, you know, whatever game they watched last night or about what's going on at home. And, and that's, it's the whole being it's, you know, my goal as a coach is to win championships, get or help them earn degrees, but then build leaders that are going to be successful as that whole being, you know, and, and, these kids are phenomenal. They're, they're, like I said, they're great to deal with every day because I learned from them and, you know, we're just trying to, to make sure they understand that, that mental health is, it's okay to say you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that as athletes is probably one of the harder things to do as an athlete, yeah. because you don't ever want to, 
you know, show any kind of vulnerability. And so we, we try to make sure we show vulnerability as a staff. And, you know, one of our big things is, you know, they, they're watching us. And so what we're doing and how we handle things is, is they're learning from that. Absolutely. And we can't thank you enough for all you're doing, especially, like I said, what you do on and off the court for so many people involved in that program. And coach, we have about two minutes left. Is there any tips that you want to give to the community or any kind of quotes or mottos that you kind of live by on a daily basis that you want to share with our Mental Fitness Matters community so that they can stay mentally fit and keep looking forward? (laughs) That's a tough one. I mean, I, I just I'll tell you, like back when the 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 COVID pandemic hit and our kids were home. I just went, I just made sure every, every week I wrote every single one of our players. Um, I just think text messages and cell phones are easy and that kind of thing. But sometimes just a general old fashioned letter. Um, I just thought it was important for our kids. Uh, what, and it was inspiring messages, but the last thing I said in every one of them was, I love you. I believe in you and I believe in us. And the, the kids would tell you, like, even in our huddles, sometimes I would tell them that. And, you know, I think there's, there's never too many, you can never say, I love you too much, or I believe in you too much. And, and this generation needs to know that don't assume anybody knows that. And, and I think that's something we really learned this year. Well, coach, I love you. I appreciate you. And I can't (laughs) thank you enough for all that you do. Go Deeks. Continue to crush it. (laughs) Go Deeks. I I want my mental fitness matters community to shine bright like the stars (laughs) that you are. I'll see you soon. Joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters. 